Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Enter the manifesto. Well, that escalated quickly. <laughs> Welcome back, you guys, to the Atlanta Sports Manifesto. This is your main man sitting in the big chair, Michael, running the show. Now, I know you guys are getting a little tired of these quick podcasts, but I did want to come for you guys and just give you some, uh, I don't want to say knowledge because Lord knows after my picks, I don't have them. And we are going to discuss that. And also just wanted to come before you guys and give you guys a quick scenario about the Falcons before this weekend starts. So we're dropping this on Friday. I'm going to try and have it up no later than Saturday morning. But first, let me start off by saying I was wrong as hell. (laughs) I thought that, um, you know, obviously I picked. Um, Alabama to beat Michigan, and then I picked Texas to beat Washington. And I was wrong on both accounts. And a couple of things that I learned from those games. One, yeah, I think that Michigan can compete against SEC teams. Um, I think that you saw it in the beginning. You saw how Jalen Milrow got sacked a lot in the first half, I believe five times in the first half. And they really couldn't get anything going until about midway through the second quarter. And then midway through the second quarter, third quarter was really theirs until about midway through the fourth. Um, And then all of a sudden, everything slowed down for them. Now, conversely, Michigan, of course, had it going in the first quarter. And then they kind of slowed up. But then in the fourth quarter... They came back, obviously, and they won it. And really, it really shouldn't have been too close. And some other people made these same observations. If it wasn't for special teams, um, Michigan probably would have run the game, won the game going away. Um, you know, there was a couple of uh, muff punts um, and, and a missed field goal, or excuse me, missed extra point that really did them in. And I think a missed field goal, too, if I'm not mistaken. I could be wrong. Um, but, yeah, that did them in, right? And... It was interesting to watch because you saw one coach who was pretty uh, gutsy, you could say. And then you saw one coach who was risk averse. Now, um, and I, I think we all know what what I'm talking about here was that late in the game when, um, you know, Alabama had the ball and it was fourth down. They decided to punt the ball and let their defense do it. And then Michigan came back. And then fourth down for them, they didn't punt. They went for it. They got it. And then they went in to score later on. And I think it, 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 it and of course, I think the, the punt that we're talking about was the, the punt that got muffed all the way down to about the one yard line. And they got lucky. Michigan did, again, bad special teams. But I think what it goes to show is this. I don't really think that we should be surprised by it because You've got a defensive head coach. You've got a defensive head coach who's been coaching since the 90s. Those guys are normally risk averse. 
So when it comes to fourth down, he's going to kick the ball and put the hand, put it, put the game in the hands of his defense, and he's got all the faith in the world that his defense can get it done. And they just came up a little bit short. And then in the overtime, the play calling got a little bit weird. And yeah, that's really all you can say about it. Like I don't really know what else we can say, um, but that. But hats off to Michigan. They did exactly what they were supposed to do, and they went out there and they took that game. And now they're going to play for a national championship. And the second game, the the Sugar Bowl, um, yeah, which is really going to lead into our next topic. In the Sugar Bowl, that really went to show me that there are a couple of mocks out there that, w- that I was happy about earlier in the week because they were saying that we would get Michael Penix Jr., but also they were saying that he may drop all the way down. But... Now I'm looking at a uh, and I'm looking at draft uh, mock draft. Excuse me, right here. This is Pro Football uh, Focus PFF. I'm looking at a mock draft right here, and for some reason, it's got the Atlanta Falcons taking a. Uh, oh no, this one. Ha- okay, guys, <laughs> this is live podcasting here. <laughs> but I like to be transparent with you guys, so I'm gonna keep that in. Um, luckily, thank God. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Um, they've got the Falcons getting Michael Penix Jr. So that's great. But let's talk more about that game, Washington and Texas. Yeah, but guys, this Washington-Texas game was a pretty good game. It was pretty back and forth, uh, kind of not too dissimilar to the other one. It, Texas, um, well, excuse me, Washington kind of had it in hand in the beginning. Texas kind of fought their way back. Washington went up big in the third quarter, and then Texas came back in the fourth, and it went down to the wire. So if you heard me on the Shelly Winter Show, we were talking about the the playoff, um, and you heard Shelly, he was saying that we got really what we wanted. We got really, really good games for both semifinal games. Now, next year, as we go to a 12-team playoff, it's going to be different because we are, you know, we're going to have some teams in there who may not be worthy. But if they and, and I hope that's what they do. I hope they just say, hey, we're going to pick the 12 best teams regardless of conference champion. If they do that, then I think we'll be spot on. So I'm hoping for that next year. But one thing that I did notice and again. I read the mock draft and it shocked me just like, you know, I I pulled it up right now. And again, I hadn't read mocks since since the game, really, since the game. And it really just kind of it kind of made me sad. Um, But, you know, thank the Lord. And that's, of course, just based on PFF. So, you know, it's a mock draft. So people get them right. People get them wrong all the time. It's not a big deal. But luckily, what we're seeing right now is that Michael Penix does look like he may be a Falcon and guys. Watching this young man, watching him play football, it's insane. And I'll admit, you know, I haven't seen a lot of him. Um, I think, you know, a couple of his games were on TV. I saw both Oregon games, the regular season and the, the Pac-12 championship. Um, and then there was a, a the Washington State game. And then I believe the USC game. And again, I saw him and he looked good, but... I think, you know, down here, we're all biased and we're like, oh, well, that's the Pac-12. It doesn't really matter. Um, but seeing him in the in the semifinal, I mean, my man is back there throwing darts, man. And I mean, he throws with pay, anticipation, excuse me, he throws with touch. 
Uh, he he can throw a fastball. He can, he can throw a floater. Like he's got all the tools. And if we as the Falcons, now I say we, if Atlanta, damn it, I'm from here. I pay my taxes here. Okay. If the Falcons do not pick him and we have to come back again with these same patchwork quarterbacks, I may boycott, man. I may not watch. I may not watch. I mean, it's the only, it's my only form of boycott. I may not watch. I'm sorry, but I don't know what you want me to do. Dude, I don't know what to do. I'm stumped, as you can tell. Okay? So <laughs> I may boycott next year if if we have to come back with that group of, of guys. So, oh, boy. But now we got to, again, go back to these Falcons. So, all right, man. So. I don't want to talk about this because I feel like this is a moot point. I feel like this is silly. And honestly, I don't even necessarily know if we want to do this, but there is a scenario in which the Falcons can actually win the NFC South and go to the playoffs. Um, Head coach Arthur Smith said we have life. However, crazy it played out. That is what the situation is. And yeah, it's crazy as hell that we're in this situation, but we do have life. So if the Falcons can beat the Saints, first of all, the Falcons need to beat the Saints, period. I don't I don't care. I don't care. They can they can lose. They can go uh, two and 15. Those two had better be against the Saints. But if the Falcons beat the Saints and if somehow miraculously Christmas comes late for us and we have a Christmas miracle where the Carolina Panthers beat Tampa Bay. The Falcons can actually clinch the South and, and host a playoff game. Do we want that, though? I hope to hell not, because it is. God, this is ridiculous. I'm sorry. You guys, <laughs> you guys are getting my natural reaction, my, my real-time reactions here. And, dude, I'm, 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 I'm not done, but I'm done. I'm done. I don't want to see them win another game. I don't want to see them get in the playoffs just to get blown out. I don't want to see them ruin their their draft stock, um, you know, their positioning, I should say. I don't want to see them not get Michael Penix. So I'm not cheering against my team. Again, they need to beat the Saints. Um, but I don't want to see them go to the playoffs. I just don't. I just don't. It doesn't make any sense. It's 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 not for us. It's for somebody else. It's for a more deserving team, and we are not that. So I don't want to see it, and uh, quite frankly, I'm done, at least for right now. I'm done till till September. I'll be gone till September. So let's go Falcons. Let's beat the Saints, and then let's cheer for Tampa to win and win a division and put us out of our misery. But yeah, people, that's going to be it for me today. Uh, again, I know it's a, it's a short podcast. I know, guys, I know we're going to get back into the longer podcast later on. I promise you guys. Um, welcome to 2024. I didn't even say that, man. Welcome to 2024. Uh, we're all here. So you know what that means. We got to make it mean something to, I don't know. Two. We all made it here. So you know what that means. We got to keep going, y'all. We got to keep going. We got to keep striving and doing what is best for us so we can get to exactly where we need to go all right people but until then again follow me on the socials again you can follow me at variable 
YWSB on most of the socials. Variable V A R I A B L E Y W S B at um, Instagram, Twitter, and on, uh, oh, I guess X, and on Facebook. On TikTok, you can find me. I wouldn't say follow me because I'm not doing anything, but you can find me on TikTok at very able y so v e r y a b l e y variable variable y on tiktok so hit me up there let me know what you guys think and of course i'll holler at you guys when we come back for the next uh podcast and i promise it may be longer than just the 10 minutes love you guys thank you so much enjoy the games enjoy the last weekend of nfl regular season and for those of us who are still in, enjoy your fantasy playoffs. I am in two championships, the Family League and then my uh, league that I created for my last radio show. So we'll see how that turns out. You guys will know soon. All right, y'all. Holler at me later. Peace. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.